Today's theme is how God uses even our weaknesses for his apostolic purposes. If last Sunday we made it the call to explicitly, explicitly proclaim the name of Jesus in season and out of season, in this fourth Sunday of October, following St. Paul, he wants to share with us one of his strongest convictions. This conviction was crafted in the heart of St. Paul after 30 years of discipleship. God's power can be revealed in our weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. A weakness is everything that makes us lose freedom in any area of our life. We have a bundle of flaws and imperfection. Sometimes we have physical weaknesses, sometimes emotional weaknesses, sometimes intellectual weaknesses, sometimes spiritual weaknesses. But the more important thing is not if we have or do not have weaknesses, but what we do with them. And typically our first reaction, and this comes since original sin is to deny our weaknesses. We defend them, we excuse them, we hide them, even we resent them. But this, for the word of God, prevents God of using us the way he desires. If there is something Paul learned after following Christ for 30 years, is that God has a different perspective than ours of our weaknesses. Paul knew what Isaiah had said many years before, my thoughts and my ways are higher than yours. God through the prophet Isaiah has said, my ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. And today's second reading is an amazing example. And I would like to briefly explore three of the verses of today's second reading and try to get one lesson from each of how God can use this week our weaknesses for his glory. The first verse of today's second reading, he says, for I'm already being poured out like a libation and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul is saying, my life has reached the point where it must be sacrificed. The word he uses, libation, was a Roman word. Every Roman meal would end with some sort of sacrifice to the gods. A cup of wine was taken and then it was offered to the gods. It was poured out as a sign. And Paul is saying, the day is, is ended and, and now it's time that I also myself will be poured out. My life, not a cup of wine, but my life will be as a sacrifice to God. If we see what is happening, Paul is not looking or thinking of himself that he's about to be executed, but he will be able to offer his life. Ever since his conversion, he, has, he had offered all what he got to Jesus. He offered his reputation after his conversion. He offered the best of his time. He offered his affections, his will, his intelligence. He offered, he offered the ardor, zeal that he had, the vigor of his body, 
But one thing was missing, his own life. And Paul says that it's a, even though the outside he has lost all his freedom, he's still free to make this self-offering. As Jesus said, nobody takes away my life, but I give it freely. Here, Paul, a disciple of Jesus, is revealing this same freedom. All would say that he had lost all his freedom, but he, there's still a free soul who can offer his life to God. And this is lesson number one. We think that God wants to use only our strengths, but he also wants to use our weaknesses for his glory. Think about a limitation in your life, a weaknesses, and typically we think God will never be able to use me unless I overcome this, unless I overcome this health issue, unless I resolve this tension, unless this relationship is fixed. God won't be able to use me unless this is fixed. But God, and Paul knew this, is never limited by our imperfections. Even the Word of God suggests that God loves using contrast. He loves using, and Paul says, we are like clay jars in which a treasure is stored. The real power comes from God and not from us. And sometimes he allows us a pottery to be fragile and to be flow so that it may be more clear that he wants to use us even through our weaknesses. This is lesson number one. God wants all of you, not just your strength. Secondly, Paul says an amazing verse, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Paul knew the Olympics and he's using a picture from the games. And he's saying, not only did I did my best, not only I persevered, but I kept the faith. And Paul is writing, as we recall to Timothy, he's preparing his most beloved disciple to be a great apostle. So when Paul is saying this to Timothy, he's saying, remember that in the midst of so many trials, Timothy, and you know them, all the weaknesses that I experienced, I have kept my faith. I never lost confidence in my Savior, Paul is saying. And if you know what Paul went through, it's really moving. Allow me just to read what he says that he has gone through in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, five times I have received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes, less one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I have been shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brethren, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often with food, in cold and exposure, after you read this, you feel exhausted, like all this, this. And he says, and apart from all the things, there's the daily pressure upon me of my anxiety for all the churches. 
This is an X-ray of Paul's heart. This man is amazing. He has suffered so many things. But the deepest thing he suffered is the love for the churches he has found. And he's saying, even in the midst of all these things, I never lost my confidence and, and hope. And we can ask this night, what was your secret, Paul? And that is lesson number two. Paul understood that our weaknesses are not an accident. Our, nothing in our life is an accident. God allows them to use them for his purpose of demonstrating his power through us. Actually, Jesus himself, one day that Paul was struggling about a certain weakness, Jesus revealed to him and told him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The Lord wants you and me to be an apostle this week. And we could ask theoretically, Lord, if you want me to be your apostle, how is it that maybe I'm starting this week and I experience some sort of weakness? Why would you allow this to happen to me if I want to serve you? I, I want to be your witness here in DC this coming week. And I think the Lord's answer is very simple. If think about the apostolate, think about someone you want to get closer to Christ. If all what people see from us are our strengths, they could potentially get discouraged and say, well, good for him. He seems not to have any struggle. I will never be able to, to do that. But when they see that God is using you in the midst of your weaknesses, even when they see that you're struggling, but you hold on your confidence to Jesus, a hope arises in every human heart, and they say, maybe that's possible for me. I know this friend of mine. I know that he's Catholic. I know that she's following Christ, but she's struggling, but she still trusts in the Lord. Maybe I have hope. Maybe this Jesus that saved her is also for me. You see, the Lord is using in Paul, and maybe he wants to use it this week in our lives, our weaknesses. If we think in Timothy, how would not he have felt encouraged after listening to Paul's advice? And lastly, the last verse, Paul says, at my first defense, no one took my part. All desert me. May it not be charged against them, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength to proclaim the message fully that all the Gentiles might hear it. We, it's hard to think that the most important apostle of the history of the church, at the last moments of his life, he was left alone. The Roman trial always would begin asking the, the one who was being trialed if he has something to say. And so to be a friend from someone that was being judged was a risk. And Paul says, nobody was there. And then what struck me the most of this verse is not that he forgave those, because he's a disciple of Jesus and Jesus forgave him on the cross and we see Paul forgiving. It's not also that Jesus was with him. He says, the Lord stood by me because Jesus is faithful. But the most striking thing of this last verse is that Paul discovered 
that during his weakness, the Holy Spirit was crafting a powerful message. Thanks that he was in jail. There was a message that was being crafted that he would preach to the Gentiles. He says, the Lord stood by me and gave me strength to proclaim the message fully. The final lesson is that many times our greatest life message comes out from our deepest heart, our deepest hurt, where we struggle the most. If I could say so, our weaknesses, our struggles are like a theological place, are a place where we can learn who God is, not from the books, not from catechesis, but from our life experience. We can know something of our Savior when we see him acting in our own weakness. And in these past years as a missionary, I've seen so many times the Lord doing this, especially in campus ministry and, and working with adults. For example, people that have fight with vices, drugs, alcohol, and that what it seemed only a weakness when they open themselves to Jesus becomes a powerful message. I have found the living water. Now I'm no more longer thirsty. People that had a rough childhood that maybe have never experienced the love of a father and or, or, or a mother and the spirit is forging after the encounter with Christ a powerful message. I am his beloved son. I am a beloved daughter of the father. People struggling again and again with purity and seeing and, and that that sometimes makes us ashamed at one point is crafting an amazing message. I am his temple, a living temple. I belong to him. That message becomes so personal if you're struggling with that. If we are falling repeatedly in the same temptation, you learn my God is patient. My God is merciful. Finally, I've seen so many times in my own life that it seems everything is okay, but there's a thirst for more. And one day you are able to proclaim Jesus is alive. He is risen. It's not just a random formula, but something that was crafted from our own experience. So this is the invitation this fourth Sunday of October. We are invited first to accept our weaknesses, but secondly, ask the Lord a question in this mass. Lord, what are you doing through these weaknesses? What is the message that I can proclaim personally in these weaknesses that I have struggled in the past or I'm struggling right now. I invite you to be vulnerable this week, that others may see that you follow Christ, but you are made of clay, and that you want to follow Jesus nevertheless. And hopefully at the end of the week, that we all may say, the Lord stood by me and gave me strength to proclaim fully his message.